Welcome back to another glorious episode of A Spirited Debate. The crew have dusted off the glasses, dropped in some ice, and pulled the corks, and we are ready, as always, to pour a few drinks and find a way to rattle each other's cages. Follow if that's your thing, like if you want. Fuck it, we're just happy you're listening, and that's all that matters to us. So as our sound guy cues up the music, grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax, and join us for... Just skip over. I'm trying to contribute to the discussion. It would be wrong. They would absolutely be wrong. If you thought that our debates were going to be any different, then jokes on you. I thought you'd get better. And you guys came with the same shit. We are on our way. I'm I'm double fisting, actually. Um, so I thought that was on Friday night. Dad always says you never get better by playing people worse than you. It ain't going to so, take somebody long to get bingo so, here. Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the I, debate begin. <laughs> Welcome back to another glorious episode. <laughs> I don't even need to do I'm, this. I got I'm you, brother. host, Ed Grincher. Right. Yeah. Welcome back to another episode of A Spirit of Debate. New week, new topic. Hope everybody's happy to be here. This one should be an interesting one. Looking forward to it. We do have a guest on the show. Uh, you have to, it's Scruffy McNutsack. It's something like that. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. We have a guest. Uh, we'll introduce them shortly. They will participate in today's topic. Interestingly enough, a while back, they were actually the one that came to the table with the topic. They, they put it out there for us. They emailed us and asked, hey, this would be one that I think is interesting. So we thought, what better way to have the topic than to invite them on the show and let them talk about their position, how they feel about it, the pros, the cons, whatever they choose to bring to the table. And then, of course, we will hammer on them incessantly the whole time. So that's what you have to look forward to. If you just drop us a line, give us a topic, maybe we'll invite you on the show. Who knows? Shit happens. But first and foremost, let's jump into our drinks. Again, we're going around. Somebody in the group picks a drink. We all make it. We all try it. This week is no different. Last week we did, help me out, Grinch, it was your drink. The bourbon jam, raspberry nah, the jam. Ras- smash. smash. The bourbon. Smash. The, the bourbon. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That, yeah. What, what you said. So that was our drink last week. So this week, Mac actually rose to the occasion and picked a drink for us. So I will let him tell us about the drink. Then we will go around the room, talk about the drink, and then we'll try it and give a feedback. So Mac, oh, I'm sorry. Right. How's everybody hey. doing? How's everybody doing today? Yeah, I was waiting. Oh, I was going to say, hey. I awkwardly Ooh, make noise, yeah. so it's not uncomfortable for everyone. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Gruffy McSanchez, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing just fine, gentlemen. Thank you for having me. Oh, glad you're here. Love to have you on. Uh, We've talked about this previously. It's glad we got you in the room, let you talk about this topic. But let's waste no time. So, Mac, talk about the drink. It's a drink. Thank you. So this was, um, you know, a couple episodes ago, we had uh, Diana and Fancy Ace on. um, And we did an episode from Fancy Sips with uh, Pure Paradise. Um, During that conversation or that podcast they they mentioned another one cafe l'orange you have to say it like that by the way so every time very pretentious so they drink it's cafe l'orange that was a suggestion that does that uh, that come with an ellipses or no 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 ellipses on that no this was a recommendation by diana uh from fancy sips i think it's one of them they use in the class so we decided to uh give it a go it's you know orange fresh squeezed orange uh, vanilla, simple syrup, cold brew coffee, dark rum, and cinnamon sticks. You kind of put everything together, shake it up over ice until it's frosty, and strain it out into a Collins mm-hmm. glass. I don't know that this would make the regular rotation, but it's not bad. Uh, you forgot an ingredient. You add half cup of milk or cream, uh, half cup to of, your of taste. milk. 
of your choice, right? However, I guess you would choose to drink coffee. Shit, I forgot that. But, I'll be right back. How do you know that's how I made my drink? Maybe I, I don't, but you need to at least elaborate for the viewers that that is part of the recipe. And then you can well, talk you about know, how you made your particular drink. If somebody would put right, shit on our Instagram, they, it, could put the, uh, right. they could put the recipe on Instagram. And then, you know, everybody would yeah. know what the recipe was. Yeah, we was, could. We'd have to rely but on you, me to but tell But you didn't them. even give us the recipe. You gave us some fucking facsimile of the recipe. So people don't even know. Maybe it's the recipe is I made it. Uh-huh. Scruffy McNuggets, did you get the recipe? I apologize as a guest. Did you get the accurate recipe? I did get the recipe, yes. Okay, good. Thank God. All right. Just making sure. That wasn't forwarded to you by Mac, I assume. No, that was... No, uh, so he probably has milk in his. Okay, good. So he's got the right one. Uh, I did put milk in mine, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> I know, because it, that, it looked like a glass say, of jizz. That's why I assumed you had cream in it. it did, it's a cream to your taste. <laughs> so that's what I did. Um <laughs> That's so, where Grinch ran off to the bathroom real quick. <laughs> we get started. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, I too so, forgot the milk. So, oh, Grinch, did, we're, did we're you cream it to taste? Cream to taste. <laughs> he was missed the joke. He's not even sure. He missed the joke. We, like, we assume that's joke. where you walked off to was to, to cream the bathroom to, to add taste. cream of your choice. He's still not eh, moving on right along. No, <laughs> I don't want it. No. <laughs> all right. So there's your recipe, which, of course, at this point is probably lost in translation with all of our bullshit. So, Mac, that's the recipe. Let's go ahead and start with you. You made it again. Okay. You know, I, it's not bad. I don't know that I would make it again or go seek it out. But, um, you know, I think as Haas mentioned, you know, it's not something I would turn away if it showed I'm a little concerned. Grinch has got a face of yeah, uh, just pulled a stupid face. It's like, wait, complete huh. awkwardness. The cream, um, it's the cream that really brings it together. I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it like the, it's like the rug. It brings the whole, right. the whole room together. Uh, so, Mac, what rum did you use? Called I used for, the Florida Kanye. Okay, but it called for dark rum. So just I, I was curious. Yeah, I used Florida Kanye. Okay. Because that's, you, you know, what I had left. Um, I figured it was dark enough. Use it up. Um, use it up. So there you go. All right. Like so my rum, so like there's my you. women. I hear you. So we're going to move on to Dirty Sanchez, our guest. Uh, in case you hadn't noticed, it's going to change every time. I'm constantly working like different names. Um, yeah. All right, Scruffy. So in, you're new to the show. Obviously, you know how the format works. I know you've listened. Yeah. Uh, you made your drink. You got the recipe. So just did. What, did you do anything differently in the recipe or did you follow it exactly? I followed it exactly. I made my own simple syrup. I squeezed my own oranges. So I didn't use pre-bought orange juice or pre-bought simple syrup. Um, and this is me trying it for the first time, so I'll give you a real-time reaction. Okay. As he throws up on his on his screen. That's, yeah, that's not half bad. It's not half bad. Okay. No. It's not half good, but it's not half bad. What, what, <laughs> rum, what rum did you well, use? If it's half bad, isn't I, it technically thing, half good? I, I was, it was in <laughs> yeah. a pinch, so uh, I just went with regular Captain Morgan. Okay. okay. That's all right. Uh, and again, that's a debate we've had on this. Like, it, If you add a higher shelf alcohol to a drink, and a Grinch, of course, doesn't like that approach because it's like, why well, would you bury it? But we, we, we had a very deep adult, breakthrough on uh, that adult We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was just curious, like, because we know we're mixing it and you're burying it in so much stuff, does it even make sense to use, you know, a diplomatica hoss, right? I mean, because why yeah, would well, you? Nope. Because yeah, we know exactly. So just I mean, when this, I find some bourbon drink that's got like 15 ingredients and I've used Blanton's with it. I feel relatively confident Grinch is going to come over and kick my ass. You know, he says no, but he will. Well, look, when I come to your house, if you want to make a mixed drink with Blanton's, I, I, that's fine with me. You go ahead. I'll drink it. I don't care. Right. So, uh, And my, I guess my point being, if you use a lower shelf rum, uh, Scruffy was like, oh, well, I use Captain Morgan. I don't think that's bad because there's 
you're, you're burying it under a ton of shit. Right. I don't know that it really matters. So as long as yeah, you enjoy it, you're not looking at it for the straight flavor yeah, of the yeah. drink. Exactly. All right. Haas, what about you, brother? What about me? Your drink. Yeah. Same you drink fo- you have. I know. Did you follow the recipe? What rum I did you did follow and work with the format? Here. <laughs> Shit's going. Don't sideways. go showing out. Yeah, Don't go showing out. Yeah, I straight up followed the recipe. I okay. straight up followed the recipe. I even went and found cinnamon sticks just for this. Um, I actually squeezed my own orange juice. That's I did all not I wanted to hear. Simple syrup because they make a. They, I, I found an egg white simple syrup here that I really like, so I use that instead. I, I'm, you know, I'm bougie. I'm the I'm the ellipses of the English language. You know. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, and I used uh, I used Garsling's dark rum. Uh, I really like uh, when something calls for dark rum, that Gosling's really, really gets it done. So, yeah. And yeah, uh, like I like, like, uh, previously stated, Max said, um, I would probably not go out of my way to order this. But if if it's around and that's what people are drinking and it's well free or whatever, I'm going to turn it away. Um, note that I did, uh, of course, uh, I did triple the rum. Um because you know and, and have to the coffee i was gonna say very very yeah. be very precise you tripled the rum but not the recipe and i cut the cinnamon sticks. Right. And you right. know what i said why do you need milk with this right. <laughs> right. So i, I waste coffee near the glass Come to think of it, I'm just rum. Right. how did everybody muddle the cinnamon sticks i mean um, when i think of muddling i think of fruit like mm-hmm. like diana said Tell it what you think about 2020. I just beat the shit out of it. Right. Okay. And that's what I did. I just was like, hmm. This is when that meat mallet came in handy, Mac. I just put mine in the middle of all the ice so that when I shook it up, the ice, the friction of the ice would just like break it up. You you could have put it in a Ziploc and beat the shit out of it with a mallet and then just poured it in. You could have. We could have just used, uh, you know, powdered cinnamon. I was about to ask, did anybody here use powdered cinnamon? I, I thought I might have to, but I did at the last minute today find cinnamon sticks. So, okay. Because, you know. It's I interesting. I tried the cinnamon challenge and I, I was able to successfully do it, but I just used cinnamon sticks instead of Get fucking the fuck powder. Out of here. You tried the cinnamon challenge? Oh, fuck no. no. <laughs> <I was laughs> oh, like, no. There's no fucking way. Fuck no. Cinnamon <laughs> challenge has been tried before in your, in your house. And failed miserably. I'll sit here and watch you do it. I no, will no. absolutely no. watch you do it. <laughs> All right. Let's move the train along. Let's move the train along. Grinch. All right. Talk about your drink. You make, uh, you follow yeah, the recipe. I'll, Followed the recipe once I remembered milk, so I guess that technically sealed the deal. Uh, I, I mean, I like it. I think it. If you didn't, if I didn't know, I'd put alcohol in it. I don't think I'd even know. Okay. Um, now I didn't. I didn't. You know, maybe like half an ounce over what it called for. Um, and I did use the Cruzon single barrel. Um, but it, you know, to the, everybody's point, you really can't taste the rum, so I don't know that it's worth it investing. Matter you know, above a certain level for the base rum. But, um, I mean, it, given what the ingredients were, I will say it works. It didn't, I didn't expect it to, but it kind of all works. It's a weird combination with orange juice and freaking coffee. Uh, now I did go, I'd be curious to know what everybody used for coffee. I did go buy cold brew coffee. Um, I didn't like make a cup of coffee and then like put it in the fridge or anything like that. So I don't, you know, I know cold brew tends to be a smoother, you know, coffee experience, if you will. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a bourbon guy. Um, I do want to taste at least something, even if I'm drinking a bourbon and Coke. So in terms of like, is there more going on than I kind of want? Yes. Do I think it's a good drink? I do. Uh, I did not. Uh, again, I'll, I didn't use cold brew coffee. I mean, in terms of cold brew, like while I brewed it, 
I ignored it. So, I mean, that was kind of cold hearted, but I did not <laughs> same, have same cold idea. brew. Same okay. Idea. Then yes, I was good. No, I just, I had just regular coffee, brewed it and then chilled it uh, and used that. But in terms of my drink, same thing, fresh squeeze, orange juice. I did Haas like you. I used the Gosling's dark rum, which I have never tried previously. And I was just like, fuck it. It's a dark rum, bought it, see how it is. I don't know that it matters because I, I didn't taste it before I used it. And like you said, Grinch, it just kind of disappears in the drink anyway. Fresh yeah. squeeze. I did use homemade, I know my pretentious nature, homemade uh, vanilla extract, which was simply I put uh, vanilla beans in there, are vanilla beans in a Jack Daniels bourbon. Uh, and then it just sits and it's been that way for months. So I use that for the vanilla extract, homemade simple syrup, uh, the, the coffee. And then I actually, it's French vanilla coffee, which I don't know that that matters because you can't taste that it's vanilla, but it does have that smell of vanilla when you brew it. And then I actually used a combination of half and half, uh, half milk, half heavy cream for my milk. Uh, you know, beat the shit out of it with cinnamon sticks in the muddle, you know, muddled it, beat it up till it was frosty, poured it over ice. And then topped it off with the cream. And that's what I'm doing. So I, oh, I haven't tried it. Let me try it. Like, like Scruffy did. And you could absolutely slap some whipped cream on that. I think Diana mentioned that. Yeah, I think there was. And you could easily. Or some chocolate And you did the punch bowl again. Uh, using the, yeah, using the punch yeah, bowl. Yeah, with a straw. How manly. Fuck yeah. Because I make it look sexy. Sexy as fuck. That's, it's actually really good. Um, my daughter Switch. tried it, mentioned that it tasted to her like tiramisu. Anybody else get that? I'm not sure I'm reading tiramisu. I know. Somebody right. mentioned uh, earlier, maybe before the call, that you know they compared it to a mudslide, which I can kind of see a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see both of those. Kind of getting like a horchata. I would like to throw yes. a little Kahlua yeah. and Bailey's in it. Yeah. Just to pep it up. I, I, I would definitely drink this one again. amaretto. I got that too. We could do that. Yeah. Homemade amaretto. If, if that's your thing. Um, did, was anybody like wondering how that orange juice coffee combination was going to be when you were making yes, this? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, I was just like, what? And I know when Diana talked about it, she's like, you'd be surprised, but it works. And it's like, oh, it does. I'm like, I don't know, man. And then I, obviously it works. It's fucking weird, but it works. So uh, cafe Lorange for you pretentious assholes out there. If you ever want to try it. Uh, well, help for me out those again. who love coffee right right yeah, yeah uh coffee that you've shamed in some way or treated badly uh <laughs> vanilla extract simple syrup orange juice cinnamon sticks and then top with your a uh, milk of Pain your choice taste or or however you choose to drink your coffee i think is actually what the recipe says if you're lactose intolerant we, we do, don't do you don't still do that we do, we do, you do i'm behind i need lactate. to catch up on that right. but i do need to to get caught up on that uh all right so there we go, Cafe Laurent. To you, gentlemen, as always, I say cheers. Cheers. Another good episode. Cheers. Does anybody need a refill? I mean, I know we haven't been out of the gate that long, but I know people have been yeah. drinking. Yeah, I mean, the is like, I it, might. if you say four ounces of coffee, two of orange juice, I mean, you're already at six, then two of rum, you know, you're at eight. And right. if you're at Haas... If you're a host, you're at like 12-ish. 12, 16. <laughs> well, he, he basically just turns two barrels over and turns them into a Boston shaker at that point. <laughs> right. It's a workout. Exactly. It's I just didn't know if anybody... Your... Right? <laughs> we're not all drinking from the punch bowl, so I just didn't know if anybody needed a drink before we started. That's the only reason I was asking, or if we're good. All right. Let's get this show underway. We've talked about our drinks, and we're ready to move on. As I mentioned at the beginning, we do have a guest on the topic for this week. The guest did bring to the table. They put it out there. They contacted us through email off our website and said, hey, this was a topic that I think bears some discussion. Let's find a way to get them on the show. Let them talk about this topic. So the topic uh, for this week is the death penalty. But I don't think the question is, 
do you or do you not believe in the death penalty? That question is entirely too vague and too generalized, and we will go nowhere fast or we'll be all over the fucking map with no real answer. So for the in terms of thinking about this question, I did a lot of like research on statistics and like that, but it was how do we phrase the question in a way that kind of keeps us on track, keeps the train rolling and doesn't allow us to deviate too far so that we're talking about things that in, in some ways have no bearing on the topic of conversation. So I started thinking about this. I actually reached out to somebody marginally more intelligent than me. Uh, I love you, dad, and asked their opinion. And uh, yeah, I know I don't really love him, but I have to say it because he does listen. Um, I, to- I, was, I tolerate I was- it best. I'm saying the marginally more intelligent. I think he's way more intelligent, but that's fine. Easy, easy. Yeah, just oh, ask him. I think he Lily thinks he's right. way more intelligent. Yeah. Uh, and and that because he, he he listens to the the podcast, and it is one of the things he is critical about in terms of our approach. Is sometimes our questions are so generalized it makes it tough. That's his opinion. Take it or leave it. It doesn't matter. So it was like, hey, how can we frame this question? Because this is a monster topic in some ways, and so it was kind of talking to him and trying to formulate my own opinion about it. And really it, it comes down to options. And when you look at the trends, I was looking at statistical trends in terms of violent crime, because that's really obviously what this is about. Uh, Violent criminals in our justice system, the concept of death row, and then obviously ultimately the execution of said criminals, the death penalty. And are there other options? Are there viable options or or is the death penalty something we just don't have a choice about? It's always going to be there. And so it was, statistically speaking, we have been on a downward trend in terms of violent crime in this country. Now, media would have you believe differently. And I get that because it's, it, you know, it's, they want people to tune in. And so they, that's, what, that's what we see. That's kind of pervasive in our culture that violent crime runs rampant. But if you look at statistics, it is on the decline. And with that being said, should something like, you know, and we can talk about the deterrent of the death penalty and does it reduce crime? I think statistically, the answer is no. But are there other alternatives and are there other factors that we have to weigh in and consider? So that's really what I want to try to focus on is, yes, we can go, do you believe in the death penalty or not? But ultimately it is, is there another viable option in terms of handling and dealing with violent criminals in this country? Well, I think we should definitely go around and maybe, you know, get everybody's take on whether you believe in the death penalty or not. And, you know, to to your point, you know, we don't want that to you know, spiral out of control. So it can be, a, you know, a, a simple one question with no responses. Could be. Um, could be. So just real quick, just, you know, for the purpose of, of education. So obviously we have the death penalty, which was started with King Hammurabi, the, the code of laws with King Hammurabi, what is like 16th, it's in Babylonia, 18th century BC, code of the King Hammurabi of Babylon, uh, which codified the death penalty for 25 different crimes. That was the first recorded uh, version of the death penalty on the books in the 18th century BC. Prior to that, it was uh, what the, the Latin terminology, terminology was lex talionis, which was, as we know, eye for an eye. And it literally is, you do something wrong, you're punished. So it wasn't until the 18th century BC that King Hammurabi sets down a code of laws where the death penalty exists. So from there, it has been in history. And then here in America, the first recorded uh, use of the death penalty is in Jamestown Colony in Virginia in 1608 with the death of Captain George Kendall. Uh, And so that's the first recorded execution under law here in the United States. And so since then, since 1608, obviously the death penalty has been on the books here in the United States. So with that kind of educational 
point of relevance framing where the death penalty is from 18th century BC to today, I would like to discuss with our guest of honor, Scruffy, about the death penalty. And really, is that a viable option at this point? Or do we need to find another way, take it completely off the books? What, what should we be doing at this point? So I would actually like our guests to weigh in first, since we did invite them on the show. They were the one that brought it to the table. And I'd like to know, Mac, as you said, just going around the room real quick, believe or not believe in the death penalty. So Scruffy, we're going to start with you. Um, sure. So me personally, I am, I am against the death penalty. I, I feel you're wrong. You're done. Uh, fuck, no, just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel as though it's an antiquated uh, way of, of deterring violent crime. Um, as you said earlier, I, the statistics have proven that it's not really effective as a deterrent against violent crime. So just as a, in a nutshell, not to get too, too deep down the rabbit hole, I'm not, a, I'm not for the death penalty. Okay. Not for the death penalty. There's one. All right, Mac, since you brought the question to the table, what about you for or against the death penalty? So, you know, for me, it, it's something that's changed over time, right? I used to, I used to be for the death penalty. Um, but, but I find myself now more likely thinking that I'm against it. Um, you know, kind of, kind of to what Scruffy touched on. I mean, you know, we've had the death penalty now for, you know, however long, and we still have, you know, violent crimes occurring. So clearly something's not working. Um, you know, and, and now you also see, you know, criminals getting, uh, released, you know, through, you know, new technologies, uh, DNA evidence, that kind of stuff. People that were found guilty are now being proven innocent. Exonerated. And so, yeah. If, if you look at, you know, somebody who got, you know, put to death, now there could be new evidence that came to light. Oops, my bad. Sorry. Um, so, you know, I think until you kind of get get that cleared up, then, you know, the death penalty is kind of a slippery slope to go down. Absolutely. All right. So you you are currently not for the death penalty, just so I know. That is correct. Yes. OK. Uh, Haas, what about you? Yeah, I fall into Camp Mac. Uh, I was once a proponent of the death penalty. I am currently no longer, um, excuse me, I am currently no longer a proponent of the death penalty, mainly because of the fact that innocent people die. They get killed and murdered, um, and I'm not a fan of that. You're saying people that are on death row that are wrongfully accused, is that who you're yep. talking about, innocent people? Yep. Okay. Yep. Absolutely, Perfect. yes. Uh, Grinch, how about you? For or against? Um, for me, it's less about the morality of it. Um, the, uh, you know, when I think of the the death penalty, uh, well, I guess I just said it's not about the morality, but I'm going to touch on a couple of things that do involve morals, which is, you know, the, you know, the, if you support it, it's it's the eye for an eye concept. It's the give the family or you know whomever closure, if you will. And it's, it's commiserate with what the crime was. Um, but I also share the view that it doesn't statistically affect anything. Um, and so it kind of begs the question of like, so then what's the point? Um, and, and then the, and then, you know, if I were to say, well, then what's the point? Um, I kind of get to the, okay, so what's the value of keeping somebody in a prison for their, for their life. And you can get a life sentence for other crimes. So it's not like that's unique. Um, but it seems odd to me. It's like, you will never add value to society. You never will. You will never go back into society for, so for all intents and purposes, you are dead, just not in the physical sense. Um, yep. it, it's, 
so, I mean, I guess I kind of, I, I lean, I, you know, I like, like Mackenhaus said, I mean, there was probably a time where I was like, yeah, kill that motherfucker, you know? And, um, but I do acknowledge, uh, the aspect of, you know, so long as you're alive, there's an opportunity in the event you were wrongfully imprisoned or convicted. Um, and I'm not sure if you just said, Hey, let's take death row inmates out of the equation. You suddenly saw the entire criminal justice pro, you know, you know, system. Um, so yeah, I, if it accomplished something, if it truly prevented or discouraged crime, I'd be on board and don't get me wrong. You know, if you see, like, we're not really in the era of serial killers anymore, but if you saw that it, it did discourage and you can't prove a negative, it's hard to, right. Um, then you'd say, yeah, I mean, the fear of the punishment is so great. This person isn't going to do it. But the problem is a lot of those people who are going to do it don't think of the world that way. They don't think of consequence. And they're not if rational. They, right. If they did, they wouldn't do it to begin with, right? Yeah. I mean, I think you brought up a really good point there is, you know, when you did have those serial killers, and we still have, you know, I mean, they, they're still out there, I'm sure. You know, that's not somebody that you're probably going to rehabilitate, right? There, there's something. Yeah, they're never they, coming they're, back. They're now. touched in the head. So, to your point, to give them a a life sentence, no, it, it, at what point are you, you know, just becoming a drain on society? Um, it, yeah, I mean, so, that's, and, and so, we're, so, right. We're going to wait. By the end of this podcast, I could be pro death penalty again, right? I mean, waver I got to be honest. I want to get Thor's answer, but I, I'm I too, to yeah. play devil's advocate here because I kind of, I'm not necessarily for it in theory, but in reality, I think I might be in certain instances. But Thor, where do you stand on this? Uh, I, I'm opposed to the death penalty. I don't see a benefit to the death penalty. And Grinch, like you said, well, it, it gives the family's closure. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what yeah, each individual requires as closure. You always yeah. see, uh, I yeah, forgave some, them. And it doesn't bring your, it doesn't bring that family loss back, right? right? I mean, right. No, and, and, and there's always that. There's, Go ahead, there have been people who have, uh, who've actually been harmed by the fact that the person that, that they had sentenced to the death penalty they actually felt worse after the fact. Right. Um, so is it really a benefit to the families who lost that loved one? But yeah, is it not a benefit? Couldn't it be argued that this a benefit to the rest of society? Uh, first and foremost, yeah. you're not having to pay the cost to house and take care of said person. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's the hyper practical side of me. And I can't remember, it may even be Machiavelli. Um, not that I'm super into philosophy, but there was a concept is known as like the social contract between the governed, the governed and the government or the king and the, its people, right. which was the people needed to see that punishment was meted out to, to more or less reaffirm in everybody's minds that the structure worked and it did what it was supposed to do. Because like back in the day, drawn, being drawn and quartered, stoned to death, those weren't viewed as brutal at the time. You know, you'd have whole crowds who were cheering on, hanging people in the quad, you know, square, hanging in because squares, yeah. in their minds, right had been done and they didn't, you know, in many instances, I know like Hollywood has a take on this, but they didn't like turn away like, oh my God, we shouldn't be doing this. Like they were happy it happened. They felt like no. their government or, you know, kingdom or whatever had done what it was supposed to do to rid their area of the bad people for a crime. And, and I think one thing, you, you know, we touched on it there where, where you talked about, you know, hanging in public squares and stuff. You know, I think if you opened up these, you know, some of these executions for, for public viewing, 
and somebody actually went in there and saw i've never seen one live and i never have any desire to see one but if people went in and saw what happened they might change their mind um you know they're, they're from what you i understand for or against damn, be against it they're, yeah, yeah. they're pretty okay. damn brutal right you know well i mean you yeah. look at even even you know the lethal injection you know they're looking now saying that this cocktail of drugs that you know was supposed to be used to, to simply put you to sleep doesn't even do that anymore i mean it, it's a very brutal you know your, your whole body feels like it's on fire before you die right and, and you right. can't move so so if you're watching it you think oh well you know well Matt, they're just they're gonna just, drift to sleep they're just feeling the fires of hell before That's they it. drift off Is that, <laughs> hold on where's your chick-fil-a sauce there look uh and and here in this country like if you go back 100 years 120 years like the things that you could do in this country just as a normal course what what the country was used to like you could beat your kids but you know what i'm saying like people would fight oh. and so easy there you could discipline your children let's no you could be beating your, kids. your kids is a little you bit could. different no you could. I, 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 mean, I don't know i'm with thor on this one yeah it was you could pretty beat your known kids that, like in the yeah. household you were probably getting the shit beat out of you right belt or whatever well so. that doesn't make it right though and it was it, just it, that's not what you're saying but yeah. i think it, what saying, make it, wrong, it was society it was the, accepted right, by society, society. Sure. uh i mean at you look at us now and and this is one of the things this is one of the things my dad pointed out, like things have changed so much. Like it's why we don't allow cockfighting, dogfighting, uh, bull baiting, like we, because those are violent acts against other creatures. Like we don't allow that in this country. It's fucking illegal. So execution sure. is, is, again, enacting violence against another individual. Like you're saying, even if you're shooting them up and, and claiming it's humane, we know it's not Sh shoving volts through somebody's body. Isn't a fucking humane way to check out. I'm sorry. It's not. I I've accidentally, you know, touched an open wire and that's minor you know so well, i can't and, imagine yeah. sitting in a fucking chair and the interesting thing uh, just to touch on that because i think I, I just add some detail to the concept is again hollywood's perception of what the electric chair is like is not right. what reality was like right and the only reason i know this is because you've watched when it I was, happen? well when i was in college <laughs> we toured a maximum security facility right okay and i actually sat in an electric chair and it has a piece of plexiglass between the feet so they don't fuse together. And what it does is it phases through different levels of voltage to basically cook the inside of the body. It isn't like a, like in the movies, you just zap the shit out of them until they're dead. Like it go, it, it's, it's going up and down in voltage over a period of time to achieve death. And yes, there but, are backup generators, but that sounds violent. <laughs> so, I, I know. I know. Right? I'm not saying it's right. I'm, okay. I'm Cause you didn't saying. make it sound more pleasing. I'm just, no, no. It, it's one of the, it's just one of those, like it's, it, it'd be like saying, yeah, I think in concept, I know what a uh, firing squad looks like. Okay. How, how's this? Okay, really? Quick question though, real quick. What, what did that feel like? I mean, obviously you, you, Assuming they didn't run any voltage through your body, of it weird, hopefully. weird. But yeah, I was just gonna say that had to feel very surreal to sit there, very weird, knowing yeah. that it's been used for for what it's used for. Right. Yeah, right. and I'm I'm not morbid in that sense of like I just you know got get off on it. It was I'm like I'll probably never I hope never have an opportunity like this. Yeah. Opportunity is not even the right word to be sitting in that chair again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and, hope you don't. <laughs> and and it was one of those like fuck it, I'll do it. You know, and I think like one other person did it out of our group of like 12. Right. All right. All right. Sorry, Haas. Sorry, Haas. Haas, Haas, what were you going to ask? Sorry about that. I just wanted to I was gonna say, that. as far as displeasing, how, how's this? A 2008 report in California states that it costs the death penalty system $137 million per, per annum. <clears throat> um, 
and, and, and in some cases can, can even go up by almost $100 million after that if the system's more taxed um, with additional inmates, like transfers okay. from other, other systems or whatever. Now, so, as of October of 2020, though, there are only 711 inmates sitting on death row in the state of California. And you right. said that number is what? 137 in two, million? In 2008, yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. So, and there are only 2,557 2, death row inmates in the whole United States right now. And even if you transferred them off a of death row and, and said life in prison, you're still going to have to take care of them. Right. But my, I guess my point is, is what duty of care do we owe to people who clearly not only do not contribute to society, but take away from society? What duty of care do we owe them? Do we really owe them a lifetime of free meals and a, and a place to lay their head and stay warm and, you know, medical care? Do, do Really? Really? I would argue, and, and I, I, I thought about this on the drive uh, yesterday, you could argue they are in a better position than homeless. So I, I know there's you, a whole lot to unpack there. Okay, I'm, so I was about to say, I'm going to say something to that. Three squares a day, free cable TV. Healthcare. Like, have cable there's TV, a reason right? recidivism is a thing. Yeah, there, uh, there is a real reason why recidivism because these people get out and they realize that they can't find a job, they can't get three square meals, they can't get medical care, they can't, they have no place to, you know, lay safely. Lay their head. Yeah. But again, what we're talking about is like extreme violent offenders that would end up on death row. The the bulk I get recidivism, the bulk of your inmates in terms of that. But if we're talking about hard ass people that are on death row. I mean, that's a different breed of people. Like you guys said, they're not coming back. They're just wired well, different. Doesn't matter. Hold on. Yeah. Scruffy G, I know you want to say something. Mm -hmm. You are the guest. And and trust me, you got to learn to just jump in and just roll yeah, over absolutely. somebody or you absolutely. won't say shit. <laughs> well, and, and to touch on a couple things. One, yeah, the cost of housing a death row inmate is double what it costs to house a general population inmate. So right there off the bat, you're already incurring that extra cost just for having them on death row. Um the recidivism is it, not so much with death row because chances are, while it does happen, they're not getting parole. They're not going back into society. So good. Give them 23 hours a day in a cell with no contact with the outside world. In most cases, no outside light. Um, let them suffer. Let them get an education because they're never going to use it. That's, you know, sure. You can get right. an education. You can get a PhD if, if you're on death row. And what are you going to do with it? Nothing. Right. Um, but the thing that bothers me the most about death row is that the majority of people on death row die of old age before they die of execution. Charles Manson. Exactly. Um, so back to my, you know, my, my argument for being against death row or the, the death penalty is it's, it's antiquated. Why are we using something that doesn't serve us or the people that it's supposed to punish any justice? Right. Well, and, and I think something you brought up and we touched on another in another podcast is the punishment fact right i mean if you if you put somebody to death that's it the suffering's over right there, there's there's nothing left for that person to feel but if you to your point scruffy if you put them in a cell 23 hours a day for the rest of their life they get an hour out a day of sunlight i can imagine that sucks ass well that was uh -huh. what i was going to say when so Greg's, that's probably when we more were of a punishment than yeah. Right. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah, you may get three meals a day in a fucking bed, but you're in a 10 by 10, 23 and one, uh, looking at four conquer. I would go fucking nuts and I can oh, understand. Yeah, no, but I they're understand. already nuts. 
You, well, you can't, you know you can't make saying. it any more. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. a, I, I'm my thing is that's... it feeds their ego. They get to stay alive and hear, you know, how awesome they're they're admired by all these like weird, crazy people that send them nude pictures of themselves and, and ask them get to marry them. And... Yeah, yeah, exactly. I will say it's, it's not punishment. They... It's a treat for them to sit back they're... and then relish in their work. See, I, I mean, think we've got Hoss back on the, the, the pro death penalty. Itself. No, I just feel like someone... I, well, well it, I'm, I'm we need to be, we, I, I don't, you know, maybe, maybe Thor, you know, some of this, uh, I, I do think it's worth saying, it's not like they're all serial killers, mm-hmm. you know, right. typically it's yeah. like first degree premeditated, like, you know, if it's like accidental homicide, vehicular homicide, these are not the things that land you in death row. Right. No, and they shouldn't. It is. You know, maybe there's some crimes of passion depending on the state. And as we know, they the United States, there are like six and, states and that are like doing two thirds of the death row, just, you know, right. killings. Texas. <laughs> yeah. Well, Oklahoma, and, you know, it. so it, 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 there's there's a lot of stories there beyond just the what we envision of like the person who systematically serial killed, you know, 20 people. Right. right. Yeah. And it may have been one. Instance, may have been one. Yeah. We just had an instance. <laughs> instance here in the town that i live in uh just a couple days ago where it was a road rage incident where both people because i live in a state where we're we're open carry both people were carrying handguns um handguns were drawn and one person ended up losing their life the other person's getting charged with second degree murder wasn't planned neither one of them planned on pulling a gun on each other that day nobody planned on shooting each other yet he's going to go to jail and Potentially, Arizona has the death penalty. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna say, uh, I get that you live in a state, but in terms of, and we're not gonna go down the gun control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got path, it. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now, if you leave the home with a gun on your fucking hip, it should be the first degree. Murder. On using. It, yeah, yeah, that's I, not second. Yeah. That that should be first degree because you you left the house with that firearm. Yeah. Anything so, could happen. But, but, but he's gonna well, be treated. On. He's gonna be treated just the same as someone who went out and killed thirty people. And then, right. in my opinion, I think that's fair. Okay, I like it. Go ahead, Mac. I, I'm not even sure where to go with that. Then let's wow. move back to death penalty. Well, no, 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 no. It's yeah. a fucking spirited debate. Let's yeah. fucking debate some shit. <laughs> but let's debate the topic if, and not some other shit. If you leave the house in an open carry state with a firearm on your side, that does not mean you walked out with the intent of killing somebody. It means you walked out with the intent sure. of protecting yourself or potentially even I'm fucking going to the shooting range. Yeah, but hold on. When they when yeah. they teach when so they teach no. a firearm, yes. they teach they no. teach it to what? Well, I, I no. to me this is what gets back into that societal contract. He would he both of them were in compliance with the law. Right. Agreed. There was no premeditation. They just happened to have tools at their disposal that that allowed that event to escalate. So now, so that, I left to the me, house is the subs is like almost a separate argument of the societal good of like, so we're saying a basic road rage argument can turn into a gunfight. Is that in our best interest? So I left the house. Arizona thinks so. With a (laughs) shovel in the back of my truck, I got into a road rage, road rage argument with you. And I bashed your head in with a shovel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but hold on. We're we're talking about that was premeditated because apples and oranges though. I left the house with a shovel. Which is a a shovel. A shovel's primary function is not to kill people. Right. A gun's 
primary function is to kill. Well, it depends on who you ask what oh, no. a gun's primary well, function is. A gun's is. only function is to kill people. That's, no, that's arguing, that is bullshit. No, that's it is not. Only a gun's, function is to kill a gun's primary function only. is not to kill people. Only it is no, to kill, kill something. I didn't say kill, kill, kill something. Kill it is something. an instrument. It right. is an instrument and tool of death. So if I, me, I, I, I kill a, if I kill a deer, <laughs> that's premeditated. Or a clay pigeon. Poor or a clay pigeon. pigeon. If, if we or, had or a target, which that. let's be honest, I'm not hitting a fucking clay pigeon. So that's not a the clay pigeon is safe. Don't but if you wrong. kill a deer in an off season, yes, that is uh, that's a crime. So yes, my, my, uh, my point is the my point is guns were only designed to kill people. That's why we don't arm the fucking military with pillows because but, guns were designed. With yeah, the intent but to or kill. just to be honest, Arma I would, would love to have seen Grinch right. armed with two my pillows in from uh, what's his name? Right. I feel I feel a calendar shit out coming of on. Uh, but only if they do, I, if they, if, if only if the military runs around in PJs, and then it would matter. It'd be okay. But let, let's, I mean, we're we're way off topic back. in terms of the, this. In terms of the act of committing murder, which is typically, my understanding is that's that's usually the threshold you've crossed to get into the death penalty is you've taken a life. the The tool doesn't matter. I mean, you know, that's sort of unpacking a little bit of the event, you know, two people shot at each other because they happened to have open carry. What if they both had shovels? Like at the end of the day, we shouldn't get too fixated on the tool. And that was, um, yeah. I mean, in Britain, it, it's, they, they banned guns and, you know, all of a sudden everybody was getting fucking knifed, you know. Yeah, and yes, but, maybe, but loss maybe of life can, from knife maybe is far lower. Is less. There's no doubt about it, but it still can happen. Right. That's so why Japan the has the lowest murder knife, rate in the world. Because you can't carry a firearm in Japan, but you can carry a knife. But let's just use that example again. Let and, and Arizona has the death penalty. It did not discourage what happened in that event in any way, shape, or form. Right. Nice, nice. Well, bring because around. neither yeah. one of them were thinking about, you know, yeah. Right. It was a crime. That was passion. not their intent. They were not thinking, I'm gonna go out today and fucking shoot somebody. But how does that play out differently if they both have mace on their hip instead of a firearm? Well, a lot if I'm allergic to mace, that's I'm dead. That's my all point I'm saying. is more: why does the death penalty exist? Right. Which is you hope to discourage certain acts, but we know which it doesn't. clearly does. Which right. it doesn't. No. Right. right. Yeah. Because at the time, at the time, that's not what you're thinking. You're not thinking about the consequences of your actions. Right. You're thinking about the end result of your actions. Right. Uh, and you don't know that one of those people didn't pull the gun in self-defense. I mean, you know, again, we don't, you know, we don't know all, the whole story behind it, but right. we were able to certainly take it way down a rabbit hole and, and, yeah, which and was, i apologize for that's okay no scruffy thank you so much that no, was no, fun yeah. <laughs> thanks for bringing the debate to a spirited debate uh haas you mentioned exoneration since 1973 more than 180 people have been released from death row with evidence of their innocence so to your point like not believing in it because that exists and as fucked up as my state is, we've actually had the most. So that's not necessarily a good thing that my state has managed to put 30 people on death row that turned no. out to be innocent. And it blows so. my mind because you have to, you, to, to convict in a criminal case, you have to be uh, uh, by uh, reasonable doubt, beyond reasonable doubt. So you have to be like almost 100% sure. Whereas in uh, civil, it's a uh, preponderance of the evidence. So you only have to meet like a 51% really a 50 to 51% threshold would a reasonable right. person conclude right, right. exactly yeah. so it blows my mind that's even a problem so i mean obviously we've discussed our, our um our judicial system and, and and then some of the problems it has but the, the, i guess one of the things that weighs on me when we talk about the death penalty is yes it's antiquated however 
I, I think even though I, I'm against it, and I am against it because of of what we're talking about with with potentially innocent people being being murdered. Um, I feel as though there's still room for it. I know it's antiquated. I get that. And and I, I don't want to be super cheesy here, but many, many moons ago, um, in, 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 the, in the year of, uh, of our Lord, 1994, um, there was a movie, No Escape with Ray Liotta. And oh I, God, I, never, I never forgot this. <laughs> I mean, I always thought, you know, okay, here's an island. Let's just put all of these horrific offenders the on the Pacific. South and they can fend for themselves. We owe them nothing. We owe them nothing. I mean, it worked they, for Australia. When they don't want to contribute to society. Well, I <laughs> right. mean, you know. The Australia was a penal colony for Britain. <laughs> yeah. So look at that. I don't know. Uh, I like Aussie man. I'm pretty happy with Australia. There you go. Um, de- death sentence. Uh, since 1998, the statistics here are from 1998. Uh, they've been on a steady decline in 1998. 295 death sentences were imposed. In 2020, only 18. The interesting part about that is the U.S. government was responsible in the last two years for 13 of those. So at a federal level, not a state level, they actually have more executions at the federal level than all of the states combined in the last two years, which I thought was interesting. And and those 13 um, federal executions were in the last six months of Trump's presidency. Before that, it would have been 20 years since they had a federal execution. Right. Was there any detail related to what the crimes were? Uh, not in the stats that I'm looking at. Okay, so I I'm just curious if they were all no, like I, multiple I, murders or... I, I do know that one of the individuals that was executed on a federal death penalty um, was found to be innocent after the fact. Um, and, and quite honestly, he was found to be innocent before the fact. And even though people tried to get, uh, get him exonerated... It, just fell on deaf ears that's just tragically sad well it, but it's it's not just on the federal level it's on a state level the the, the you know all the states that have the, the death penalty had the same issue is that we're, and we could we could go down the rabbit hole of how broken our justice system is and that you know innocent people get locked up all the time but the ultimate disservice to the justice system is putting people on death row who don't deserve to be there and then they get executed unjustly that's well, just think- that's Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I think something that you kind of brought up there is I, there's 27 states that have the death penalty. So, you know, there, there's no real consensus across the country. I mean, should that be something that's handled at a federal level? So if you have a, you know, mm. a crime that's a, a, you know, death penalty type crime, does that need to go to the federal level and, well, and be decided? I, I don't. I mean, I think Haas was going to say this, but I, legally, I don't think that you could even do that because and you can't take away unless you commit a federal crime, well, you cannot be prosecuted in the federal system. You can take away states' rights. That's just, <laughs> yeah, a, sure. that's just a really slippery slope, right? <laughs> yeah, Trump I mean, tried yeah. to do that. Yeah, so. No, um, but like a Timothy McVeigh who, who bombed a federal building. By default, right. that falls into a federal jurisdiction. You know, but something like that. if you commit a crime in one state, you know, it may right. not be a death penalty crime in another state. Well, that, that's where or, I think you cross state bit. lines. Well, right. yeah. like, like if you look at Ted Bundy, he was basically prosecuted in all the individual states, as I understand it, that he committed right. crimes. And it right. wasn't until he got to Florida where it started to unravel and then they. Anyway, Everything right. unravels. Right. But, you know, if you say, all right, so let's, you know, in terms of the in the pro column, you know, for doing it. 
we can, I think we all clearly agree that it doesn't discourage anything. So then, you know, in the pro column of why not, you could say it affords the convicted time. Should there be new evidence that comes to light um, for all intents and purposes, they're out of society, ignoring the financial aspects of it. They are out of society, out of mind. They live within, you know, their life for years or decades is now going to consist of open this cell door, go eat, maybe go to the yard, work on this, whatever, go back. So um, Grinch, let me, let me ask you this then. Are you saying we, that the do you mind I, I just no, said, well, yeah, just one other quick point, which is, and within certain instances, and let's use Mindhunter as an example, having some types of criminals around allows academic study for learning. Yeah. You know, like we, we never would have behavioral science where it is today had the FBI not been able to go interview all those serial killers and start building the vernacular of what an organized versus disorganized is and start the profiling concept. I don't know what the new era of that is because we really don't have serial killers per se anymore, um, but we have mass shootings. So maybe those mass shooters are the new the new need serial to under- killer of need the day. To, yeah, need right. to understand what you were thinking, what what eventually led to this, so that they can build a body of training related to what are the what are the wor- things to watch for for that. So, so what you're saying is, off. if we execute them, they're not around for for people can't, to talk to from an academic to standpoint, right? Uh, Scruffy, what were you going to say, brother? You were going to you were going to well, pose I, something to Grinch. I, I was, and and my question is, is so if the death penalty it, we're all against. So what is the purpose then is to, just to incapacitate the offender so that they cannot offend anymore? Is it to get them off the streets to make sure that they're not murdering or thieving or stealing or raping or whatever the case may be? As Thor posed at the beginning of this podcast, what's the alternative to the death penalty? Obviously locking them up, that's already there. So right. what, where do we go from death penalty? What's, what's, the, what's the logical next step? I mean, I honestly there? think the death penalty was probably enacted for peace of mind okay so like you guys have said like the family needs some sort of closure or you know whatever they can to feel comfortable that there are laws in place if you break those laws there are consequences one of those being an execution we execute somebody and then we can all sleep peacefully knowing the structure still exists but clearly it doesn't work and i think that is something that has been shown throughout history that you know according to the national research council uh they did a study deterrence and the death penalty uh murder rates per 100,000. This was as of 2018. In the South, it's six murders for every 100,000 people in the South. Yet, the South had more executions than any other part of the country. Hell together. yeah, they did. Huh? <laughs> Hell yeah, they did. <laughs> so clearly... That's making America great again, yeah. folks. So clearly, having murder. a high execution rate didn't deter murderers from going out and murdering. Now, how no, many of those... Ne- and we, we've proven that it never will, right? I right. mean... You know, we, again, it goes back to we've had the death penalty in, in, in America for how long now? And, you know, there's still murderers. Right. I mean, and Mac, to your point, you said, oh, let's put it in a public square. Let's build bleachers. You didn't say that. But, you know, when it used to be right. in the public eye, uh, Pennsylvania was the first state in 1846. I'm sorry. In 1834, Pennsylvania became the first state to move all executions indoors to correctional facilities and out of the public eye. Um well, and, and, and I don't think that, point, I don't think prior to that it mattered. I, I think still killing people in a public forum didn't reduce violent crime. 
No, but I honestly think it would probably change a lot of people's perception about the death penalty. It's fucking it easy. It's easy to say, yeah, kill them all when you're not having to watch it. Well, you know, and, and, I, I have been fortunate to, to have never seen anybody die in front of me. Thank, thank but, God. But, but I got to imagine if I watch something like that and, and however horrific it might be, that that would certainly change my perception. Go back and watch Faces of Death from the 80s. But you just, I think you you just touched on the very crux of why it's not in favor anymore. Because when it was a showcase and you wanted society to know it happened because it's an administration of justice, which made everybody watching happy that it had been done, that same group of people started averting their eyes of like, this is horrible. Right. Which yeah. meant it no longer achieved the effect. You know, if I'm just being in pure political terms of like, it was done before because it told society the right thing had been done to account for the injustice. It's teaching a lesson, right? You, right. you do this, that, this is what happens. You're right. And, and other than some sick, twisted fucking people or, in the, or, or the immediate family, nobody right. wants to see that. And honestly, in a lot of cases, I think even the immediate family, there's been a lot of cases where the immediate family is like, no, I don't believe in the death penalty. This guy should not be put to death. Would it you're be, exactly right. Would it, it, it be seems, more of a deterrent, sorry, though? Sorry. Would it be more deterrent if you're accused of a capital crime, you're sentenced to death, they take you out of the courtroom, they march you outside, they put you up against a wall, or they walk you up a gallows, or they, like, there is no, See, the you're sitting there for 30 is, years. Begin, right. We go back to the fact that, you know, you've Evidence. seen all these cases that have got, now been overturned, because of that, you know, because of new evidence that's come to light, and, and that's that, that you sli- can't do that. Yeah, and that's the slippery slope with the death penalty is that it, it once the death penalty is, has been levied against someone, there's an automatic appeals that immediately starts as soon right. as that judgment is rendered. Right. Um, and again, a lot of people's argument against the death penalty is that it takes too long. I mean, these, on average, these death row inmates are on death row for 18 years before they're executed. Well, okay. Would it be more effective if we again took them straight to the gallows and hung them right after the court rendered their, their decision? Well, then they don't get a, a chance to appeal their case. Which, yeah, but, in, in in my opinion, do they deserve? I mean, it's just, again, it's a slippery slope. You, you can't. I, I think. Do do you enact some sort of? And this isn't really the word I want to use, but I'm going to use it like a mandatory minimum, right? You know. You, you killed three people, six people saw you do it. That's it. You know, th- that's, that's your evidence there. So in that kind of a case, yes, there is a death penalty, right? You know, I, I don't know if something like that would be, you know, and I don't want to say a happy medium because nothing about this is happy at all, but you know, would that be something that would be, you know, yeah, Mac, you're you're right on point, kind of with something I've been thinking, which is we, we need to revisit what we what what the criteria is to, to put someone up for the death penalty because you've got people. I mean, I'm kind of looking I'm looking at this deathpenaltyinfo.org, and I mean, there's 185 exonerations. Some of them 40 something years. Right, that's between, the, that's when the they stats were convicted, I'm looking at. Well, right, it, when they were convicted, and when they were exonerated. I mean, yeah. that just blows it, my mind. And, and Hoss, I know. I mean, I I know you don't do criminal law, but I I think you'll you'll have a perspective on where I'm going with this, which is the people who end up with the death penalty would not cop a plea deal. They went to trial yes. because in some cases, like you don't offer death penalty as a, as a bargaining chip. That isn't a bargaining chip. You offer life. Yeah, so that I, means they went to trial 
and the you know the verdict was the death penalty. Grinch, well, although I I, w- I will say that the death penalty has been used in some instances as a bargaining chip. Um, well, right, right. You you throw that on there to scare the give shit. Give us out information of them. on yeah. other murders yeah. that you may or, or may tell, not have tell where all the bodies are buried. Well, give us yeah. your so you know it your can be a bargaining chip. But yeah, I it's a very yeah. The DA or whomever is going to lean hard with every charge you know, they can bring to bear. And at the end of the day, they don't want to go to trial, right? They don't. Right. It's time. It, you know, they, it, they want quick resolution. Right. And with that being said, it actually brings up a good point. If we take away the death penalty, we take away prosecutors' bargaining chip of leveraging that or law enforcement's uh, uh, leveraging. But, but should we, should we have, anything, that, I mean, should we have anything in any of this that, that's a term bargaining? Well, that's I mean, the yeah, way it works. Bargaining. I, no, okay, no, no, okay. no, no, I'm not saying you, that it doesn't know, work. Look, it just seems it, kind of underhanded almost. Yes, but here's the problem. I mean, I, I know several prosecutors and I know they're good people and they try really, really hard to do the best job they can. I mean, I, I know that your average intellectual who goes for seven years, a minimum of seven years of higher education and puts in all the time and they're passionate and they're look when you work at you work in a prosecutor's office you're not making a lot of money you know you're not you're not rolling around in a bentley whatever um these are these are people who are see it as a duty to serve their communities right i don't think they want to get it wrong i mean but we're 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 human right we're fallible it's gonna happen we're gonna make (laughs) mistakes i i don't think it's only in the most you know, 1% exigent circumstance type situations where the death penalty should be put out there. And in those instances, sure, if you have an opportunity to bargain with, you know, the the bad actor and say, hey, look, we'll take the death penalty off the table if you, you know, spill the beans. I, I But, but Hawks, are there not other bargaining chips that could be used? Versus, like what? Let's um, okay, I, I don't so know, sending you a max, yeah. going into solitaire, solitaire because, for 23 hours a day. Yeah, but he, okay, a, okay. A, a medium security prison. Here's the thing, though: where you have certain privileges. Some people might get off on that. The other thing is, too, well, constitutionally, you can't. There's not much more constitution. You can't say we won't food feed you. You can't say we won't house you. We can't. You, you won't. We can't say you won't get proper medical care. No, there's certain, there are certain, there's, there's a lot of things. Uh, um, amenities essentially that you, that are offered at least in the u.s that you yes. can't take off the table constitutionally but here's the issue here's the issue you, you use death death penalty as a bargaining chip but you have no intention of serving out the death penalty you know what i'm saying you're not going to execute the false, prisoner so false, really you're just keeping them life in prison threat. and they know well, let that. me let me add it's another let me add yeah. a, a another perspective on this which is when you're dealing with a criminal who has committed murder violent violent right, something right. with violence they get bargained with in years slash if it's going into the murder category death if that right. is an option for that state whereas if you're a white collar criminal it's time slash lots of money even though you may have destroyed People's 10 lives. times as many lives right. as any serial killer and that's just the nature of the system and well, so and the DA has the tools that they believe are going to create the most pressure to get the end result, hopefully a plea bargain. Right. And, and, well, and let Is me pose it, this as a question, you know, death penalty being used as a bargaining chip. And it's been, it's been known to happen in the past is once you're on death row and you're sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole or the death sentence, 
what do you have to lose at that point? You can go into prison and just keep murdering. people, Right. And it's, it's happened. So what, what are they going to do? They're going to another death penalty, more life sentences. I mean, there's nothing more they can do to you. So yeah, what, once no. you're dead, you're dead. You can't yeah. be yeah. more dead. Well, and I think it's worth saying too, the a life sentence isn't until you die. What is it like 23 years? It, it has a number associated with it as I understand right. it. My belief is it's 25 years. Is, is yeah, it's something like that. Sentence. So, you know, when somebody says for life, I mean, I think that's where that's where the calculation on the defense side starts kicking in of like, now I'm thinking about how many years of my life, because it's my time that I'm going to lose. How likely am I to beat this? It, I mean, you know, we all know the OJ Simpson it was so high viz. He was never going to plea bargain. That was going to trial. And then he built, you know, the team that he built to defend him. A lot of what we're talking about, these people who are never, they don't have this financial means, you know, they're more your middle class and below. Yeah. And they're going to be the public defender. And it's like, how likely is it? Am I going to get off? Like, are you going to, you're going to put your team of one on researching my defense, right. you know, <laughs> and, and and now you're really touching on something that, that, that is critical to death penalty. Is um, someone has once said, you know, you'll never find a rich person on death row. You won't. No, but if yeah, we're gonna right. if we're gonna talk about money, I'd like to throw something out real quick because I'm just gonna sure. use my state in the state of Florida. Uh, currently, there are roughly a hundred thousand five hundred a hundred thousand five hundred sixty seven inmates in the state of Florida, with an average cost per inmate to to support them of nineteen thousand dollars. There are 347 death row inmates in the state of Florida currently. Uh, and the average cost to execute them is $24 million per inmate. So that's that's not the housing. That's to execute them, to carry out the execution. It's $24 million per inmate. I mean, as, financially, I, I wonder, that's so much how, different. How that can be, though. How what can be well, like? I wonder what the yeah, math is behind that. I, I, that cost that much. I was about to say, I'd like to see the breakdown on that. Because even the cocktail, if you like, I know you know California suspended um, lethal injection for a while until um, you know one judge put it on hold. That's not the technical or legal term. The another judge lifted it after he was convinced that the right steps had been taken to ensure the inmate wouldn't be in pain. I mean, well, here, at the end of the day, it's still like a, a one-time event that involves right. click these buttons and that happens. But right. Here's my That's why I wonder, like, how the fuck is it that much, you know? Because it's not just a single person committing a single act. It's most states, when they, they execute a death, when they, when they execute a death penalty execution, it is multiple people. Um, for instance, in a, in a firing ring or a, a firing squad, it's a number of people Everyone is led to believe they have blanks so that no one feels personally responsible for committing that act of executing someone. The same is for lethal injection. It's not just one person pushing the plunger. It is several people. It is, it is, it takes an entire right, but, team of people to, to, but how much are they paid person. an hour? Yeah. They aren't getting paid millions. Million. So, something about that just seems, so, yeah, well, the number also makes sense agree, to me. but it's, it's, and, and it's you have to have the extra security. There's yeah. there's more that goes into it than just guarding a single inmate and in, in general. I'm pocket. sure I mean, from a legal uh, standpoint. And, and let's be honest. There, there's some of that's going into Ron DeSantis' I mean, pocket. Well, I was gonna say my, my last <laughs> meal would cost a pretty pity if I'm over on death row, but it ain't costing 24 million. So I'll, well, I'll tell you an interesting thing too. Um, 
is I don't know if they still do it. I only did like one quick search, but Texas used to post what the last meals were um, for inmates and their letters, which were really, you know, they're kind of fascinating, but um, I, I think there's a little bit of a, a I understand what you, what you were saying, Haas. Um, and I kind of thought that too, but when we were at the maximum security prison, we asked about the last meal and, you know, a lot of times it's, it's like generically, I want steak, potato and ice cream. It isn't fly me this from Paris. Cause they're like, fuck off. I'm about to kill you. You know, like, so I think it happens, but it isn't as extravagant as you might think. Cause it sounds morbid and no. it's a little twisted, but think about somebody who knows they're about to die. Like what's your appetite really look like? Yeah. Well, and in you know most I mean? instances, to, to my understanding, in, in most instances, in most States that, that they don't give the last meal anymore. You get what everyone else in general population is eating that day because they've come to find that it's been taken advantage of by those on death row. And there was a, a gentleman in Texas who ran up at an, an enormous bill. I mean, ordered everything under the sun. He thought he was at a diner on the East coast and just order the entire freaking five page menu. And it's okay. just one of those, it, it's like, why, why do it? You know, like why the fuck am I giving you all the food you want? Right. That has nothing to do with your yeah. soul or justice. No. You know? So in terms of the death penalty being so expensive, obviously what that number equates to is from the start to the finish of the trial, the housing, everything. So it's okay. legal that, cause pre-trial that's jury. What I was wondering is it's, yeah, all it's the, everything, all the appeals, all the, legal costs right because okay. i mean haas being in that field you know you can appeal as many times as you want as long as there's a higher court as long as there's a superior court until you're done so uh either way you know and the stat actually reads specifically enforcing the death penalty costs florida 51 million a year above what it would cost to punish all first degree murderers with life in prison without parole based on the 44 executions that have been carried out since 1976 that amounts to roughly 24 million for each execution from a financial standpoint, we know it's not working as a deterrent. Clearly, from a financial standpoint, you would save money. Because any trial where the death penalty is in play, there, is a, there are trial costs, legal costs, uh, appeals costs. Like yeah, Scruffy, and you said, the costs, minute... It actually costs more to conduct try, a death penalty trial right. yeah. than, than it does a, a non-death penalty. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, and Scruffy, like you said, the minute that... that sentence is made, they get an automatic appeal to the next higher court, right? Yep. So that's automatic, that cost. And then you repeat the process for the next appeals. Right. So, and, and yeah, you have to call in a lot more experts and, and you have to have a lot more witness testimony. And it's just, it is just the trial alone is twice as expensive as just a petty theft trial. That, actually, right. but point taken. Well, yeah. You know, now that you bring that up door, I mean, yeah. I mean, if the, if it's, if the cost is less, I mean, then what's, what's the, what are the boons? What are the positives to the death penalty? I'm I mean, not seeing any. Well, I, would, it, I mean, it could I would, be argued retribution. Re, you know, it could revenge. Revenge. <laughs> yeah. Re, I mean, yeah. Closure. Closure. Well, vindication. And, and, and on that um, note of revenge, I mean, are you really getting revenge? Because revenge, ideally, justice. I mean, would some be, people might see that as killing a, a member of the person person's family that murdered a member of your family. We we mean. all we all personally know people that would consider it justice. But what if we what if we change the narrative a little bit of, you know, you've been told through based on a whole DNA of history that this is the right thing to do. But as we all know, like society's changed. Like what if, what if you started to 
say like, Hey, let me tell you something. Like you might take satisfaction knowing this person's dead. Wouldn't you also take satisfaction in knowing every single day of their life and the longer they live, the worse it is. They are stuck in this facility. They will never, ever leave. They'll never get to walk on the beach, never get to drive a car. They're not going to have sex with a preferred partner ever again. For all intents and purposes, they're dead to society. You and know, to you me, there's s- more value in that. Right. I mean, and that's what I think. It's a little bit of a mindset of like, you know, sure. In, in the heat of the moment, if, if God forbid any of my family members were killed, yes, my immediate instinct is I want to kill them. But I think there's a way to get there mentally to go. Like, I mean, prison escapes aren't really a thing anymore. You know, I'm not saying it never happens, but it, it's, it's Hollywood, right? In right. the real world, they don't fucking escape and go on to like exonerate themselves like right. a la Harrison Ford. It's, right. It is, you are forever in this contained society. The end. Right. When, when you're die. in Colorado Supermax, you're not escaping. Yeah. Should it's you hang yourself? I don't give a fuck. Right. I don't. Slit your own wrist. Don't give a fuck. Right. And you're never leaving there regardless. While it's not impossible to get out, to get released on parole if you've been sentenced to death, because it has happened. There are cases where that has happened. That person has gone on to kill other people um, and then gone back to prison. It's not very likely that that's going to be the situation. So once you're there, you're there. I, I agree with you, Grinch. And if I'm- it's, it's, a permanent, it's a permanent solution that doesn't have to end in us as society committing murder ourselves. And if I were a true twisted fuck, which maybe I am at times maybe I might think harder about the fact I'm going to be in a facility where it's known that I'm around people who have killed people. I've been around, I'm around others who have killed and I'm going to be around them for the remainder of my days. So every day is survival. Think about that hanging over your head as opposed to, you know, it's just going to end. It's just going to end one day. Right. Sleep with one eye open in the running position. Right. For the remainder of your days. Right. And that's that's the thing I posed to when I was talking to my parents earlier. My mom was like, look, if somebody harms one of mine, I'm going to want to get in that room with them and and, and end them. Right. Like sure. that's her rational response sure. or irrational response, whatever. And, and of course, my dad's like, yeah, but that's why we have laws, because you they're there so that you don't do that. And that's what I said. I said, I think we all have that in us to go. Like you said, Grinch, if somebody harms my family, I want to harm them. Yep. But the thought of them sitting in a 10 by 10 for the rest of their lives, like you said, somebody else can end you. You're never getting out. You don't get to run your feet through the sand. I, I don't even care if it's 24 and zero, like no sun on your face. To me, that is far worse. And, and, and just imagine a judge, you know, I know uh, there's some sound clips of like, you, you know, therefore you'll be sentenced to death. Imagine a judge telling somebody all the things they will never do again in their life. Right. And that okay. just hitting home like that's that's morale breaking. So, so they, you part- lose all power as a human being when you know you have just for all intents and purposes, you're dead. Couldn't it be argued that uh, the death penalty is a merciful act and we have a duty hey. as a society to 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 do that. No. Well, I mean, that would follow from where I'm going. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. But, but based on then, yeah, based on that criteria, again, if I'm, I'm full twisted, favor. fuck, that's right. I, I am now denying you that, whereas you might want it. So should you choose to do it of your own accord in a prison? Eh, you cost me less money. 
I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna put <laughs> Grinch. I'm gonna take Grinch a step further. He's gonna put you in a cell, but he's gonna remove your hands medically, not just hack them off, but you know, <laughs> have somebody come in and remove the hands and the feet so you can't run, you can't hang yourself, and you're just gonna sit in a fucking chair 23 hours a day. Maybe somebody will wheel you around. You know, that's your life. <laughs> <laughs> now if that were the case it's like uh, i'm never committing a crime ever 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 yeah it's just it's it's a bit of a societal mindset of like and again like we talk about i mean some of these some of the the folks that end up in prison or you know aren't making conscious choices they're they're circumstantial things happened as opposed to the premeditated, which starts to put you in a different category. Because if you've made decisions to kill another human being, that tells society what you're capable of and how you're right. wired. And therefore, and you now move in, like we're, we're basically shifting the consequence bar a little to the left and, and the back end of it to the left as well. And it's all time. So life li will literally mean life. Right. Like you're in here until you die. Exactly. So let's go around the room real quick. So we don't run long. Has anybody been swayed? Has anybody changed? I know we started at the outset of this and Grinch still took his political stance riding the fence, but he did say, you know, at face value, doesn't just make him suffer a different way. I'm just doesn't, doesn't agree with the death penalty. And uh, the fact that I want these, if, if they're legitimately cruel, bent and twisted. I want them to suffer just in a very more, in a more psychological way. Right, right, right. Uh, so has anybody, has anybody changed their opinion in terms of the death penalty? Are we still in agreement that there's no value in it? Or does somebody believe maybe, maybe there is anyone? Um, no, I, I, I haven't changed my opinion at all. I still no. think that it's an old outdated antiquated way of trying to deter people from doing something. Um, no, I, I, I haven't changed my opinion. But okay. as you posed earlier in, in the beginning of the podcast is what's the alternative? Where do we go from death penalty? Um, and I, I'm kind of with gave you guys. It to you. I was I gave you an answer. Torture. <laughs> Torture. And, and I was getting there. Yeah, I was getting there. And, <laughs> sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. And, and let them rot. Let them rot. Let them sit in a cell and rot until they die of natural causes. Well, again, you look that at prisons, a, prisons worldwide, like the institution of prisons worldwide, like the intent was just to remove people from society. The UK, Britain, so, yeah, Britain yeah, took yeah, it a step yeah. further. And like, we're just going to move you to an entirely different Could fucking we island. Even test uh, experimental medical trial medicines on them, and we do already. Oh, that's, that's already being done. That's a whole it's different topic. But but hey, what? the world over uses uses prisons as a way to remove those people from society. Here in America, we we stumbled across this. Oh, let, let's let's help them. Let's let's integrate them back in society. Let's give them programs to help themselves. Clearly, that doesn't work. I mean, prisons were, were created well, it, to it, remove them from society. We found we, we decided we wanted to rehabilitate and we wanted to try to reintroduce these people. But clearly, in some ways, that doesn't work. Not a violent, a violent. Right. And I, and, I, and I think it's worth saying real quickly without going through the whole history of criminal justice system is they went through different eras, like the super draconian to discourage the rehabilitation, the re-educate, relearn. Right. I, honestly, I think where it is now is it just is what it is. I you, was you try to help those that have potential to reintegrate. Otherwise you just help those. You just have to, the best system be possible to hold right. those, you know, yeah. in prison for the remainder of their days or however yeah. long their sentences. For me, I, I was glad that this topic came up, you know, and, and even doing it now and, and bringing scruffy anus on here is, 
we do have somebody in the legal field. We do have two people, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, at least two of you went to college for criminal justice, right? Grinch, you did. Mac, you did initially. So yes. I was curious because this is not something we've discussed, having somebody in the legal field, Scruffy, I didn't know where you'd necessarily weigh in, but having you two pursuing degrees in criminal justice initially was where would people fall and how would they feel about this particular topic? It, I, I was surprised that all of us agree that the death penalty is kind of an out, outdated uh, way of approaching things. I know we brought to I'm the t- not. There's, there's five Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. We haven't finished. This, uh, we haven't finished. You're right. You're right. Podcast, so. Haas, Haas, have you been swayed in any way? You, see, you said intelligent, and I went to him. <laughs> yeah, be careful. <laughs> um, Sway, yeah. We, Go ahead, Mac. Is there punishment? We all, they all have to spend every Friday night with Haas. Drinking Reaper, drinking Reaper whiskey. Drinking whi- whiskey. Reaper whiskey and butt play all, all Friday night. That's it. Reaper whiskey enemas. Lube. Oh. 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 Sub- uh, uh, Ah, I mean, first, drawing first, corner, first, razor cuts, then a reaper. Okay, okay. We thought Grinch we're, was, we, was, was, was sick. Yeah, Shit. I'm going after the mind. Haas is going like full fucking paper medieval, cuts on the medieval anus. Iron Maiden. It's both shit. ends, right? <laughs> so he's Haas, doing the Spanish Inquisition. Every that's year. right. Haas, have you been swayed? Uh, death penalty? Red hot, red hot poker know, up the ass. He's like, that's, that's not a thing? Not a red hot poker because, I mean, it's seared. burns. Lukewarm. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, just exactly. runs it under warm tap water. Cauterizes. Or, or super cold. Anyway, Ooh, okay. I digress. Popsicle. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> it made pop. pop. Yeah, it fudge pop. Oh, that's we great. were doing so good uh, <laughs> until we weren't. We, we right, almost right, seemed right. professional there for a minute. Almost. Uh, Haas, have you been swayed? Yeah, not swayed. I'm still where I was, which is I, I, I'm not for it for the reason I mentioned. Uh, reasons I mentioned, um, but. There are instances when I close my eyes and I imagine certain scenarios or situations, there are instances where I'm like, yep, that person adds zero value. In fact, they have a negative value taking away from society and the world. They gets to go. I mean, if, if, if the evidence is just so well stacked against them and obvious that they, they committed, you know, whatever felonies or whatever crimes, yeah go i mean sure is there a due process absolutely and we should adhere to that legally speaking but once that runs out i'm kind of like in certain instances i could see that and and then you know we kind of we kind of touched on a little bit too if if something happened to one of us personally i know like thor grinch you said earlier and thor we've talked about this something happens to one of my kids or my wife or my family member someone i love and care about like you guys um i'm gonna want the full max of whatever is available thrown at them no, I'm I'm hiring Grinch to go through all psychological warfare on him. That that's my philosophy now. Hey, that you know the mind is a is a much tougher place to dwell. Um, if you really you know, and this gets into the cruel and unusual punishment. And this is the reason why solitary confinement isn't a thing anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm you know, it's it's funny. It's uh, Haas again. What came to my mind is is it's like how do you know when you really want to kill a person? And it reminds me of that Supreme Court ruling of like what is porn and it's like i can't describe it but i know it when i see it you know um and the only thing that gives me pause on that is the is their academic value is it can society still benefit like they're now a guinea pig um now they got to cooperate as you've seen in mine hunter you know like it's a give and take but for all intents and purposes if they can no longer do harm 
that then gets us to the question of like, so well, like how of the, for those immediately affected by what happened, how do we make them well? And I think we've just got to change the mindset of what's in the tool bag to do that. Yeah. Um, and Grinch, like, I think- I, like I said, get back into the, like more change of vernacular of like, they're never going anywhere. They're going to spend the rest of their life looking over their shoulder in a prison. Uh, we'll give you a webcam, you know, so you can see what it looks like for them day to day of like eating the same shitty food, you know, week in and week out, knowing they're there for decades. So when you're at the beach, they're there. Right. Think about that. Disney World. Just smile. They're there. When you're hugging your family members, and I know you can't hug the one that was lost, they're there. And you will know that for the remainder of your days. You can take comfort in knowing that because they ain't fucking getting out. And they, they're like not. the movies and they escape and they come for you. And, and, so, and, and let me balance with, with the exact think, same thing we all said, which is I would lose my mind and want to go like fucking machete anybody who hurt my family. So I do get it. Right. All right. Well, go and, ahead, and I think, yeah, I mean, you bring up a great point. If, if they if they're cooperating and there is something that can be learned from that to prevent this from happening again, they, they are then providing a value to society again, I think. Um, it's, it's at what point they are no longer considered providing that value to society that, you know, then you cut them off and figure out, you know, a better way to deal with things. But, but like you said, if you can learn from them and and potentially prevent something like that from happening again, then yeah, I think that's a good thing. But let me ask you this. Have we not been learning from them since the, the start of the BAU unit and the FBI, and yet we still have serial killers and mass shootings and are we really learning from them or are we just taking notes and hoping we can prevent it from happening in the future. Well, unfortunately we don't have a pre-crimes unit. Minority report doesn't exist. So you can never, I mean, you can't, you can't assume who may or may not commit a crime. That's the problem. We're always going to be chasing. Never ahead of it. Well, it's reactive. I mean, I guess, I guess the only, uh, the, the comment I'd make to that is, uh, and I, I don't know the answer to this, but do we have serial killers anymore? No, it's like oh. you said, not in the convention. I mean, I guess for DC came, but what, what year was stuff. that, right? I mean, obviously he was the DC oh. shooter. You know, comes but to that mind. was years was ago. Was he really a serial killer? BTK was caught more in 2005. Well, right. I, I, I think it's it, not I, so much serial killers as mass murderers. Well, well and that's yes. my point right. is, it's more like if you're the FBI, the you know the current behavioral science is you've got to move with society. Right. What, what so, causes somebody to snap in their head to say, look, I'm going to go into this movie theater and I'm shooting everybody in there. Right. Or I'm going to right. Las Vegas and I'm just going to rain down ungodly fire from, you know, what, what triggers that? And, you know, is there something that can be learned to help prevent that in the future? And, and Scruffy, to your point, right, I, I get it, right? We, we still have it. So clearly we haven't learned enough or anything to help prevent it. Right. Um, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't so much say anything because we've obviously gained some insight into right. what causes people to do the things that they do. But is there more that can be gained from that? I mean, by keeping these people around and not killing them, can we actually, at some point, become a preventative society and not a re- reactive society? I don't see it. I just don't. Yeah, I, I, yeah. We're going to be chasing our tails. Yeah, right. I don't know that you're ever going to be able to be preventative on something like that. It would be great yeah. if you could, but yeah. because you know what what triggers one person to to get out of the car with you know a sidearm and, and have road rage may not trigger th- another person so you know you, you've got to determine what that trigger is it was still premeditated 
Just saying. Uh, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. I also have not changed my position. Still don't agree with the death penalty. Don't think there's a benefit to it. Clearly, there's not a financial benefit to keeping it around. You're going to be housing those inmates, the, the 2,500 inmates on death row. If you put them in life in prison, you're still going to be housing them. Still going to have to take care of them. Doesn't matter. So, uh, yeah, at this point, there is no real benefit from a deterrent standpoint, from a financial standpoint. Haas, you guys mentioned from a leverage standpoint, using it to leverage criminals to maybe give up other information, reduce their sentence by, you know, telling everybody where the skeletons are hidden. I don't know if that works. I think it looks great in the movies, whether or not it works in reality. I don't have a basis of information to really make that analysis, but, uh, yeah, this was a good one. I think we, we kind of vacillated back and forth. Sometimes we debated, sometimes we agreed. Uh, Scruffy, I want to thank you for coming on the show. It's great to have you. Absolutely. I appreciate you, you taking brother. time. Appreciate you guys having me. I know you're busy uh, fighting crime uh, yes. in your off hours. <laughs> but uh, yeah, don't get into it. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you own a firearm? I do. Do you open carry in your state? I absolutely do. Okay. I don't even know how I feel about that. Well, no, I don't I, uh, because I, no, no, I honestly no, no. believe the right question, I feel the like, right question I feel is like, how many firearms do you own, Scruffy? Just the one at this particular The, the answer is enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, what but, does? But again, right? And this may or may not make the podcast. It won't That's fine, because we're but, done. It's not going to be know, part of it. I, I think, you know, if I, if I did what Scruffy did, fuck yeah, I would probably open carry. You yeah. know. No, the only the only time I don't open carry is on my truck because I can't. It's oh, really? Law. I okay. can't. Is it crossing state lines? Cross oh, state yeah. lines. Cross state lines. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Everywhere else, yes. I it, it, the gun is so, on the hip. So, at all so times. you're going out to Chili's tonight. You're going to open carry. Absolutely. Okay. Yep. And the Walmart, yeah, everywhere. Well, I fuck open, yeah, at the Walmart. I mean, everybody gets I that. Open carry, so. yeah. no, I open carry. I open carry. Absolutely. Look, I didn't buy a gun to keep it in a safe and not use it. Right. I bought a gun to protect. I hope you didn't buy a gun to. We expected to want to use it. Uh, no, hold on. Let's wrap up real quick. So, you know, Scruffy, thanks for coming on the show. It was another good one. This was a this was a yeah, good debate. I appreciate fun. you throwing this out there. I'm sorry it took so long for us to cycle to Not it, but it was it was definitely time. And I do appreciate you uh, giving us the topic and then being generous enough to to come on here and share your viewpoints. So thank you so you much. Uh, the drink drink was successful. Uh, maybe not for all, but I liked it. And I would definitely try this one again. And so we will end there. And next week we will be back with a new drink, new topic, and we will see what happens. So uh, I bid you all adieu and have a great day. As we wrap things up here, we invite all of our listeners to join the debate by dropping us a line at spirituddebates at gmail.com. You can send in topics you'd like us to debate, drink recipes you'd like us to try, or just general feedback on how to make the show better. And don't forget, you can always follow us on Instagram or Facebook at A Spirited Debate or on Twitter at Spirited Debates. Feel free to press follow, like, subscribe, whatever the fuck you got to do. And if you don't, as I said at the beginning, we're just happy that you're here listening and we hope that you continue. Until next time, yeah. we'd like to say, Roast Empire. Salute Cheers, gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs>